And now, the Awkward High Five Podcast presents RTG's Things I Hate. I'm RTG, and this is what I fucking hate. You want to know what I hate? When you girls think it's cute to shave the landing strip. Over the years, I've learned to appreciate all types of bush. Fuck. I've even grown to enjoy the 1980s fully. (laughs) Haha. But ladies, that landing strip has to go. That shit never comes correct, and the result is goofy. It's always crooked and shit, and there's a big piece lopped out. Sometimes that fucker is zigzag. Who is it a landing strip for? The world's most hooked dick? And sometimes you fuck it up so bad you try and shape it into a Hitler stash. But that shit's off, and it ends up a chaplain stash. So girls, next time you're trying to be all cute and shave the strip, give it up and just laser that bitch right out. Landing strip style vag pubes, you're what I fucking hate. Did it hurt? No. Alright. Hey, we're just so loud I knew it was coming. <laughs> I ripped them off and threw them. Look, I, I, I suffer from... Well, I'm sure you do too, but... Uh, what, from me eating? No. <laughs> no, from tinnitus. Oh, yeah. Like, it, and it's fucking... Um, I don't know if it's uh, from all the years playing in the band or because I, the job I worked was always kind of loud and shit or whatever, but... Um, you know, I've spent like the last year or so of my life kind of, besides that when we do the show and wearing headphones, like uh, away from noise, like trying to be away from noise. And uh, and, and when it's when there's nothing else going on, there's a lot of hissing and ringing going on in these ears. Yeah, I'm going to say, I only get it when it's total silence. Like if there's other noises going on, I don't notice it. But if it's total silent. Well, here's the thing. I could, I, it's always there. And if I want to, I could concentrate on it. But yeah. But if if there's something else to concentrate on, I won't do that. But right. if I'm if I'm in silence, like it, like if I like a lot of times I'll listen to uh, like music, whatever you know, like something like like kind of smooth, like maybe some jazz or something or whatever. When I'm reading a book, because otherwise, if I'm just sitting there reading a book with nothing else on, Airplanes. it's like <laughs> the whole time. Or when I meditate, it's another thing. Like I have to I have to get my mind off of it because you know. Is that what yours is? It's a high pitch like ping like that. Kind of. Yeah, mine sounds like I'm at an airport. It well, sounds like like airplanes. I get that when I'm really drunk. Like, like <laughs> it's. I know it's very weird. <laughs> but if I go out and like I, I I get a fucking nice drunk on, and then I come home and it's you know late at night and there's nothing on and fucking whatever, and it's like. <laughs> It's so. crazy. Welcome to the Awkward High Five Podcast. We both have tinnitus mm-hmm. um, because we were irresponsible musicians at a younger age and we didn't wear earplugs. But I'll tell you the reason. Who can, though? Yeah, that I know. Sucks. But I see people wear earplugs all the time and I try. I remember trying specifically at one point where uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start wearing earplugs because I know this is bad for my ears. It takes you out 
of the music. You don't totally. feel it. You totally. don't you don't feel it like pumping in you and shit. Mm-hmm. And I was never I didn't get along with it. Yeah. I wish I did, believe me, because I'd like my hearing to be back. But right. uh, I think I wore earplugs for half a song and I was like, fuck this. Impossible. One night a long t- this was a long time ago. Well, you know, like maybe like uh it had to be more than six years ago. So seven or eight years ago, I was hanging out with a girl at a uh, at like a pretty noisy bar and she and this is like the first like we didn't really know each other we had hung out like once before that and we're sitting at the bar and she was trying to talk to me and i don't know if you get this too but if i'm in a situation where there's no like a lot of noise around me like let's say a noisy bar i can't hear what the person next to me is saying like it, it, it comes out like a like i can't you know i have to really look at their lips and like concentrate on what they're saying or whatever so anyway, I was out with this chick and uh, and I was like trying to make a good impression and it was this noisy bar and she kept talking to me and I guess I kept like leaning in with my ear and being like, what, what and everything. And finally she was like, do you have fucking problems hearing? And I was like, well, kind of, you know, I played in these bands my whole life and it just went downhill from there. Like she just was not feeling it whatsoever. I get this thing that if someone's talking and I'm really trying really hard to pay attention to them, but my body's telling me just don't anymore because <laughs> it sucks. I like start going cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. I, I I stop breathing completely and I'll just like Dude. hold my breath and go cross eyed <laughs> And I, it's not like I want to, you know what I mean? No, that is so fucking true. I go through the same thing. And 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 uh <laughs> I because there's if you if you make small talk, which which it normally is, and this used to happen at my job all the time because I had to be like the schmoozer, like, hey, how's everything going? <laughs> but there's a point where you're standing there and you both run out of something to say and then you both kind of just look at your feet. And I know every conversation is coming to that point if it's with somebody that you're just making small talk with or you don't really know or whatever. And every time I do it, it's the same thing. I just I'm like, when is this point coming? When is this point coming? And I don't think I've ever had an, a conversation with a stranger where it didn't end awkwardly. <laughs> like, you know, like uh, either it ends up both of us just standing there and not saying anything or him or the, like he or she being like, Okay, well, gotta go. See you later. And I'm like, okay, bye. But yeah, same fucking thing. Yeah, man. and you know what? I hate two things. I hate more than anything besides all the other shit that I hate. But like, yeah, conversations like that where say the well, let's take the beginning of the conversation where someone like you know asks how are you a hundred times and you give them their answer, but they don't know what else to say. That is like, oh, how are you? But then you ask, you know, how you doing? And they're like, good. How you doing? And it's like, good. How you doing? And you go like back and forth in that for like five minutes. It's like obviously you're all right, you know. One time I saw this chick from I knew uh, pretty like uh, well growing up and uh, hadn't seen her in a while. I saw her. Um outside of a thrift shop actually uh and and she just was happened to be there and i was like so happy to see her and we were talking for a little bit and she was like what's going on and i was like uh you know nothing and and i was like oh well you know i'm doing this i'm working here blah blah blah. and she's like okay cool and i pretty much told her my whole thing and she's like so what else and i was like well you know i've been seeing this girl for a little bit and it's kind of going good and uh you know like i'm doing this with the music and she's like cool so what else? And oh, I was damn. like, uh, so, um, yeah, so I, I guess I bought some new pants the other day and like I got a flat on the, on the car, but I got that fixed. So that's all cool. And, uh, I'm here p- trying to find shit for a Halloween costume. And she was like, cool. So what else? And dude, she, everything I answered, she kept saying, so what else? So what else? To the what? point where I had nothing else to say. It was like, I was, I was happy that she was so into my, uh, to uh my fucking being but but it, it got really awkward and it was and she didn't tell me anything about herself she just pride 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 so what else <laughs> yeah. what else else until i was like well i'm deflated i gotta fucking go 
Which actually reminds me of one other story. Uh, oh, well, actually, um, see, we're already over, all over the map already. I wanted, <laughs> to, right. I wanted to open up this episode making fun of your pube thing, <laughs> and we're getting to that. We'll get to it. Um, but uh, this, I wanted to tell the story, and then the story I was about to tell has to do with the person who administered our tests the other day, which we have to talk about. Okay. Um, so I guess I'll say that first. So we had teased a couple episodes back or a few episodes back at this point that we are we were going to do a uh, a test thing with a psychologist friend of ours, which is that's what she does for a living. And um, she's going to give us the test and then she's going to come on the show and pretty much tell us how fucking screwed up we are. And uh, and that happened. Um, what's today? Tuesday. Yeah, that happened on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We took the test. And uh, she will be, if everything works to plan, everything that we have set out now, she'll be on the show next episode on Friday. And she's sometime during this week evaluating the test. And we're going to find out how mentally fucked up we are, Richard. Yeah. And I just thought it was weird how the test was multiple choice because I'm just hoping that it's not one of those tests where it's like, if you answered mostly B's, then you're this. Mostly C's. You know what I no, mean? No. But from what the way she explained it, it isn't like that. I mean, this is like the real deal test that they yeah. give. Like, yeah, that's what she You said. know, if you go into a, one of these places and you need to be psychoanalyzed and shit like that, this is the yeah, test. Yeah, because I want a full descript, like, I want to know what's up. Oh, well, that's what we're going to find out All on right. Friday. I just don't want it to be like a horoscope. So she'll be our special guest. She'll be here on Friday, and, we'll, and we're going to talk about our shit. Cool. But you know what? I found taking the test, and I don't want to talk too much about it because that's pretty much what the show is going to be on Friday for the yeah. most part. But um, well, we get the results too. But I, but I found it very funny that uh, much like in life, uh, we both took this test and you like burned through it <laughs> and, and like and gave it to her and you're like, yeah, you know, it's pretty much my fucking life. I fucking I eat too much and like, like you were just like so upfront with it and I was excruciating like the mental pain of every question. I was sitting there and I was doing a thing where you're like, I'm taking my time because I feel like if I go too quick, then it's my natural defense is answering the way I wanted to answer. Right. <laughs> That's what I was doing is I was reading the question. And then having the instinct of what I would answer, but then saying to myself, is that really true? Or is that your defense mechanism that's popping up? And then I would look deep into my soul and reflect on it for 175 questions where you were just like, yep, yep, nope, nope, yep, yep, yep. So, should be but interesting. Did you find that any of your answers changed when you looked deep into your soul, or was it always the same answer? There was one or two, and I, and I, and we'll, we'll address this with her when she comes on um, on Friday, hopefully. Uh, with the results there was a few and the reason why is because i've been working on myself mentally uh for the last year or so and i do believe that i've changed a lot of ways that i that i think um as far as negativity versus positivity well and that's stuff like it that. that's that's the whole thing like if you believe it then that's pretty much what the test was asking but know? but some of the questions were set up in a way where they were asking about your whole life so oh, they, right, so right, they right. were asking like have you previously dealt with this you know and 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 in the answer would have been yes right but in the last year or so the answer would have been no so whatever you know but but the way she explained it to us is that you know this is a you know this is a generated thing that's been along for a long time the world's biggest psychologists have worked on it it's like a deal that they fucking do and it and it has a way of self-correcting itself to the point where even if you're lying on it it could tell if somebody's lying or not oh, cool. and, you know so oh this is going to be awesome yeah so anyway, the, but the quick story that I wanted to tell with our friend, uh, I guess, I don't know why I'm not saying her name. Her name's Stephanie. She'll be on the show. You guys will meet her uh, next show. 
Um, we were in D.C. visiting uh, our other friend who, ironically enough, refuses to be on this show. <laughs> um, and uh, and he and his girlfriend had a couple of her friends that she was working with meet up with us. And one of the girls was a fucking maniac. Wait, when was this? This was months ago, probably like six months ago. Okay. So it was before the new year. <laughs> and we went there and these girls met up and one of them was just a straight up like googly eyed fucking nutcase. Wait, wait, hold on. Was she like a fun maniac or was she like a psycho killer maniac? She ended up being a fun maniac. Like okay. I had a lot of fun with her. Yeah. She, you know, she was a cool girl. But the way that we found out that she was a maniac was we were I was at the bar with our with our friend Stephanie and um and it was me Stephanie and this girl and as a matter of fact it was really just Stephanie and the girl talking I was kind of just standing behind Stephanie and not really paying attention again at a noisy bar so I probably couldn't even really hear what they were saying anyway so the girl so the girl goes to Stephanie she goes I think she thought that me and Stephanie were a couple because we were just standing there together um and you know because it was just four of us uh, which we weren't we we're just friends but I I think she was asking um she was just saying like where are you guys from thinking that me and her were together or something right so she goes where are you guys from and stephanie was like oh well i live in um blah 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 and uh, he lives in blah 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 new jersey right and the girl goes oh cool where are you guys from and stephanie goes uh yeah, well, like I said, I live in um, blah, 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 and he lives in blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we grew up in this town called Hazlitt, and that's kind of how we know each other. And, uh, you know, and the girl goes, cool. Where are you from? Whoa. <laughs> and she wasn't fucking with you? Dude, every single time. Oh, she was. No. It, it was the nuttiest thing. And at the third time, Steph turned around and looked at me, and she was like, what the fuck? And I was just like, dude, I don't know. So then she just gave her another more in-depth answer, and then and then I guess she, that was sufficed. But three where are you from? Wow. So what else? Was that the, like the tip of the iceberg? No. Then she fucking, then she went on that night, like, as we had some drinks, and we was just talking about her crazy parents in L.A. and fucking all. Uh, and all this crazy shit like it, it went on and on but it was uh it was pretty fucking nuts anyway do you sense anything violent from her <laughs> no and i've had some violent crazies in my life so <laughs> I, I have a radar for that shit all right oh Believe man me. i'm curious i want to meet this crazy no she was nuts she was fucking nuts but, uh, <laughs> like you know i love a fucking nuts girl so whatever. maybe she got mauled by a huge grizzly bear maybe she did <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Sounds> like- <laughs> um but yeah before we get on with the show i just wanted to say I love your opening hate bits, <laughs> but when is the last time you saw a girl sporting a landing strip? I have no idea. I was just, you know, thinking of things that I hated, and I hate those fucking things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're watching porn in the 80s. <laughs> I think that's what happened. I was watching porn. You're watching a Christy Canyon joint, <laughs> and you're like, that fucking landing strip will not do. <laughs> but uh, can I ask you a question, though? Yeah, yeah. Do you mind pubes? No, not at all. I don't either. Not As a matter all. of fact, I, and I think it's kind of making a comeback a little bit. I think so, too. Yeah. Unless uh, it's just an age thing. I mean, e- all right. No, I'm talking about, like, even in porn and shit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. If that shit is bald and there's no stubble and it's smooth and it that's it, like, you know, wow. You're good for great. you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's great. But when it's stubbly and shit, no, I rather. And there's, rather, like, razor burn yeah. and, like, ingrown hairs and pimples right. and shit. I'd rather have the bush. And not the, it doesn't have to be a bush. I like it when it's, like, just grown in, like, a close crop. 
Yeah, right. You I use like you use like a fucking one or a two on yeah, it. And fucking, love that. Yeah, right. Love so that. it's like a little smooth and shit. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I don't mind a fucking full blown bush. Yeah. Here's the the only problem though is 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 uh and not to get too graphic for all you know. Get graphic. Uh, <laughs> it, like the real deal ingrown bush. Like like if the triangle in the front's there, don't mind it at all. However. If it's going down the fucking on the sides yeah, of the lips and no, shit no. on the side, yeah, that's, that's a problem. That's a no, no. That's a problem. Why? Do they all, that's, that happens to all of them? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it can't be just Italians and Jews. <laughs> it has to be. Uh, I'm saying it always, I got you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen that, but I'm sure it's terrible. You've never been with a girl that had uh, a full blown bush blown, all over the place? Not all over the, not all over the really? place. Really? I but have. One time, this is actually pretty funny. One time, this girl, she thought she was totally shaved because the whole front, you know, crotch was shaved, but then she had like, <laughs> she had like a, a mustache and goatee like around the lips. Oh man, like when Stevie Wonder was rocking that fucking thing for a yes, while. Yes, exactly like that. Like around like the mustache and just the flavor saver. I, no, but Stevie Wonder's shit was a total I circle. Know, I know. And I always and I always for years he rocked that and I was like which one of his handlers is letting this happen? Because it looks like he just has hair around his vagina lips. It looks like his mouth. Like, this man is singing some of the greatest songs ever written, and I have to picture it coming out of vagina lips. Some <laughs> things you don't understand. Queef. <laughs> and he sings one of the best OD songs, too. <laughs> oh, which one? My shit. Oh, yeah. A total OD song. But, yeah, that is <laughs> which one of his handlers. I never charge of the the razor. I never realized how much I liked you could feel it all over (laughs) before I saw it coming out of a vagina lips. It it, like I don't know how it's finally gone. I saw him on the Rock and Roll of Fame Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and I was like, yes, they got rid of the vagina stash. (laughs) But uh his bathroom guy. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind the I don't mind the boosh, as they nah, say. No, man, no, it's cool. And I guess maybe it's it's with the times, but it also might be with age, you know. But do you remember? <laughs> do you remember like how old? Not how old you were, because I I guess I could guess. But like <laughs> where where you were and how you felt the first time you found out that girls shaved it all off. Uh, it was the first time I had sex. Was it? Yeah. Not me. My girlfriend. <laughs> my girlfriend. When uh, the 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 girl that I lost my virginity to when I was. How old was I? 14 years old? Something like that? Oh, yeah. yeah, right? Uh, yeah, totally shaved. And I didn't even think anything about it. Like, I guess I just didn't even realize that, like, the pube situation is something that you had to deal with. But let me tell you, the next girl I was with after her um, was a little bit younger. And I, I, maybe she didn't catch on to the pube thing yet or she just didn't even care. But I remember, like, fucking getting to third base and going down there and feeling around. And there was, like, wispy, curly fucking pubage going Ooh, like on. full. And maybe... That's one of the reasons why I don't mind it, because I remember that being a pleasurable fucking uh, memory of mine, yeah. where I'm just like, yeah, like I didn't mind it at all. Oh, man. I remember a nightmarish memory was uh, this girl. But I, I, uh, I think I was 18. She was like young. She was like 15 or 16. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, God, I didn't know how young you're going. I was about, to, I was literally about to throw this laptop out the fucking window and just shut this thing down. <laughs> but let's say when I was a senior in high school, she was a sophomore. But let's like, say you were 17 because this is New Jersey, and, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. 
So you were 17. Right, right. When I was 17, she was 15. So when I was 18, that's she fine. was 16. So that's fine. That's all right. <laughs> still not good. It's still not good. <laughs> I don't know the rules here. <laughs> Let's just say you were 17 every time you had sex with her until she was 18. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So she, I guess, you know, she was a virgin. You know what I mean? So I guess <laughs> she <laughs> starts swatting in through the windows. <laughs> fist pump calls them. You're going to mean a cell with fist pump? <laughs> what did you do? Swatting. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> But uh, mine's without the statutory. <laughs> so she was a total virgin because she was kind of geeky, but there was something real freaky or geeky that I liked. So she, so had she was a freak full, and a geek. Yeah. But she had a full bush, like total, like the, like it was never, ever trimmed. Not once, you know, like her first pubes that ever came in were still at the end of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, this was like, I don't know, like late 90s or whatever. So I end up, like, meeting up with her again, like, five or six years later. And so, like, she's in her 20s and shit. So I'm thinking, all right, she's had a little sex. You know, she's <laughs> she's learned the ways. <laughs> Maybe that bush is gone. You know what I mean? And everything's all good. So I hang out with her. That same exact bush was there. Like, never been trimmed. It's not like she cut it and it grew back later. She was just like... You know, fuck dudes. I'm just going to rock this bush my whole life. And she wasn't a hippie or nothing. She was a regular chick. She just liked the bush. Some, girl, some girls, like, like it's, some girls are irritated by shaving and shit. I get it. Yeah. You know, like, like, uh, I, like, I'll, I'll trim down the fucking pubic area out of respect because I don't want it to be a fucking wild forest down there if, if, if a girl's nice enough to put her face in that area. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but it's, you know, I never enjoyed doing it. It's the same thing. You get, like, ingrown hairs and fucking, and shit. Oh, I don't shave that close. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you go straight hardwood floor on that piece? <laughs> Not hardwood floor, but... <laughs> I get down. You shave the balls up a little bit. Yeah. The balls get the most. Yeah, attention. but not with a razor. No, no, no. Yeah. I would never put a fucking uh, that sharp of a blade right. in my okay, balls. Okay. But I'll use like a fucking mustache trimmer on zero and yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. you know because you want them to go into a mouth. Yeah, they're not going into a mouth if there's hair all nah, over. No, I got to keep it clean. Right, exactly. I remember when um I, my girlfriend when I was in my twenties had a friend who I never like. uh it wasn't that she was an unattractive girl. She was actually an attractive woman, but I just didn't never paid attention to her. I just she was just one of the people there, and she was nice enough and everything. Until my girlfriend told me that she was at her house one day and she was getting dressed, and she was like, "You'll never guess what." And I was like, "What?" And she was like, "Blah blah blah has like a full blown bush." Wait, I'm confused. Okay, your girlfriend. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not telling this right. My girlfriend was at her friend's house. Like girls do, they were getting naked with each other. But they, but the girl under question wasn't there. They were talking about. No, no, her. no, no, no. It was my girlfriend and her friend, the one that I'm talking about. Oh, okay. And her friend got naked. My girlfriend saw the bush, came home, reported the bush to <laughs> oh, me. Right? Oh, gosh. And she was like, she was like, you'll never guess who has a full blown bush because my girlfriend was a full shaver. She was a wood floor, and I was like, really? And she was like, yeah. And from that day on, I'd always be like. So what's going on with your friend? Like, is she she uh, coming over tonight? Like, you, know? <laughs> you were into the bush. Yeah, it turned me on. I want to know the bush. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying the bush. Oh, I can't wait for this show to end. <laughs> but Can anyway. You, you write it down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, she's a bush. She's a busher. Wow. Or at least back then she was a busher. Oh man, I yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Yeah, but from that day on, I was always like, so invite her over. She's nice. I like hanging out with her. <laughs> anyway, so all right, that's enough fucking boat. Anyway, I just wanted to ask you if you've actually seen a fucking not landing recently, slip. not recently. But I can still remember like it's yesterday, man. When girls try and shave that shit, it is never, it is never on point. There's no way. But you know what? I would. I don't understand. I would rather it be like cleared out than just having like the landing strip never looked good. Yeah, it was like an. an, an it was like a continuation of the slit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's just going this way. And if there was a landing strip, that would have to be cropped down to a one because if you had the landing strip and it's grown in, that's like even worse. You know. And then you have to fucking you have to like take a uh, fucking like a protractor or something and like level off the top of it. <laughs> yeah. And that's more it's all goofy. The landing strip is more of a fucking stripper thing from like the eighties. I would feel like is it like again? I feel like 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 maybe Christy Canyon or one of those chicks would have a landing strip. You <laughs> and need a blonde, like yeah, need a blonde. <laughs> like it would be it would be the bikini fucking tan line with the landing strip. Yeah, I don't think that exists anymore. Oh, the bikini tan line, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, uh, we have a list that we want to get to, and it's not a hate list. Oh no, it's a love list. It's a well, <laughs> you would call it a love list, but um it's from Rolling Stone and they kind of suck. But I wanted to play you this first. Uh so uh do you remember a band called the Jonas Brothers? Yes. I guess they were like the Joe Bros. I guess they were like a Nickelodeon band or something like that yeah. or a Disney band or something. Yeah. That the kids ate up and loved. I I don't I don't really know them that well. I um I was at the movies once and there was a 3D Joe Bro movie so I grabbed the glasses and ran in real quick. Shit was fucking awesome. I caught like five <laughs> minutes of it. <laughs> Why was it so good? Just because it was in 3D? Because the 3D was incredible. Like one of the Joe Bros was like playing guitar like to me. Yeah, <laughs> he was walking towards. Well, me on it a might be walk. this Joe Bro. It uh Nick Jonas was it Nick? He's like the breakout Joe Bro, I guess. Well, anyway, so um it's surprise surprise. There was a country music awards, which my my ex fiance listened to country music, and seriously, there is a fucking country music awards every two weeks. Yeah, every fucking two I weeks. Know. How is that possible? I don't know. There's the CMTs, the ACMs, the AMCs, the fucking CCCs, the K. I don't fucking know. It's every like because I, I d- was hated, detested that shit, and when she put it on, it made me angry. And it seemed like every other week she was like, well, the awards are on. And I had to sit there with my head in my hands like, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, anyway, so I guess there was uh, one of these stupid fucking awards was playing. It was on TV. And one of the, you know, one of the young fucking blonde, I'm um, hot fucking country. Because that's all country music is, is if you're young and hot, you could get on stage and have yeah, a career, yeah. male or female is on there. Anyway. Um, so this thing's making the rounds because Nick Jonas from the Joe Bros, as uh-huh. you as you uh, call them, and he went country. Well, here's the thing: everybody goes country. Like Steven Tyler is has a country band right now really? because that's where the money is. Right? Because all the fucking vapid music fans just suck onto that because they're talking about beer and other advertisements and shit, and uh, and fucking and it's like fun party music. So that's the new thing. That's the pop music now. So. Uh, people that are kind of out of the limelight and want to get back into it do these faux country things now where they wow. either show up on stage and with co- like i i remember this had to be a couple of years ago like now. when nelly tried to go country well <laughs> yeah I, I remember amazing watching one of these shit shows these um, award shows a few years ago it was when i was still with my ex so it had to be two at least two years ago and um 
and 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 they had a bunch of people like i believe motley Crue came out and did like a country song with country people and it's just all these people just want to keep their names in this in the limelight Man, and make money sad. off it yeah right there's no there's no integrity there's no creativity there's mm-hmm. any nothing that but anybody who listens to music knows that um <clears throat> but anyway th- this is funny because this Joni, Nick Joni, came out with his Telecaster, and uh, I guess the whole thing was this this young, attractive blonde girl was singing um, with her nice, shiny legs, and then Nick Jonas was supposed to be the surprise guy coming out, right? Like, like you know how Slash normally pops out of the floor when people are playing, yeah. and everyone's like, it's Slash! That's another thing that Guns N' Roses uh, reunion. And uh, he comes out and all primed to rip this solo, and this is what he does. Are you ready for this? Oh, God. You can watch it, but. <laughs> oh, my God. And then he gives up. What do he do? Just throw the guitar? Did he just throw it? <laughs> you want to hear it again? Yeah. Dude, look. Meep, 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 meep. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, I want to see what her. Who is that? I don't know. It's some broad. Um, is, is it Carrie Underwood? No, no, it's not I Carrie like Underwood. Her. Uh, I, I feel like Carrie Underwood has a full boosh. Yeah, she has a beard, I'll tell you that. One time I caught her in the right light and I saw like lamp chop sideburns. Yeah, <laughs> but she is blonde. <laughs> She's blonde, so she gets away with it. My favorite thing about Carrie Underwood um, that I heard was, I guess she was, uh, and look, this might be slander. I have no idea. But I fucking, um, I, she, she was obviously a sorority chick when she went to college. And I forget what college she went to, but a bunch of the dudes, like the fraternity dudes from that college, I guess they all fucked her. Yes. Because she was like a whore. I'm sure. And, uh, and, um, and, I re- and they all came out and said like, yeah, she was just like a dead lay. Like she just fucking like just lay there and did nothing. Like she was <laughs> horrible in bed. Like most blondes. <laughs> yeah, right. If you're, like most hot girls. Yeah. That's a fucking thing. Yeah. I tell people that all the time. You know, like, yeah, it's fucking, you look at, like, the really super fucking hot chicks, but they don't have to fucking work for it, so they usually suck. Yeah. Like, the hottest girls I've ever had sex with have always been the the worst in bed. <laughs> and then fucking talk about blowjobs, they don't even give a shit. <laughs> but that bush be clean, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I thought that was, I thought you would enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, that is terrible. I watched it a hundred times. Now, look. I, you know, I'm not trying to make fun of a dude because, believe me, I know how it feels to get up on stage in front of people and totally bomb. I've done it a million times. Yeah, but uh, he's a millionaire getting up at an award show. It's just the fact. Practice your solo, your 10-second solo. Yeah, it's just the fact that he was supposed to be the surprise dude and come out and blow them away. Like, <laughs> you know, and fucking he just went, meep, meep. It, so- it sounded like... That Courtney Love shit you made That's us listen to. That's what I was to, thinking of, yeah. But it was supposed to be better. And there's that one point in there where he for, totally forgets what he's playing or forgets what he's Oh, he bails playing. on it. He bails. He, 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 he does that one little fucking bend in the beginning, misses that whole mech, mech, mech thing. <laughs> that was him supposed to be playing a lick. You could tell. Really? His fingers are set up where he was supposed to be playing like downscale. And he just totally is like, <laughs> and then he decides to pick it back up by going, weep, weep. And then when he realized he didn't even hit that bend, he's just like, fuck it. And he gives he up. He was the solo and he went into Milk It by Nirvana. 
Yeah, he could have saved that if he just walked up to the mic and went, test. <laughs> Hell yeah. I would have fucking, I would have bought the album. Okay, you brought it up. So speaking of the nerves, um, as my eighth grade uh, teacher oh, would call Johnson. <laughs> was <laughs> the nerves. I know you like the nerves. When, uh, yeah, when... Um, <laughs> We were in seven, maybe seventh grade. Seventh or eighth. Whenever, grade. whenever Kurt uh, overdosed on the barbiturates and the wine when he was in Italy or France or wherever he was, that was eighth grade. Yeah, right? yeah. that was right before he died. Yeah, right. And yeah. and our, my teacher, Mr. Johnson, was like, "Devin, did you hear about the Kurt Cobain overdosing? I know you like the nerves." <laughs> I was like, "Thanks, Mr. Johnson." Anyway, Rolling Stone, which hasn't been relevant in twenty five years, um, came out with the ranking of. All Nirvana songs from worst to best. Wait, they rank all of the songs or they have a, a set number? Like that No, ten. well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The number one bothers me. Now, if you listen to the Awkward High Five podcast, you know we're big Nirvana fans. We grew up in, in that age and we talk about uh, those guys a lot. Yeah. Um, and so this is near and true to our hearts. Uh, they. This is called No Apologies, corny. All 102 Nirvana songs ranked. Now, here's the thing. You're asking yourself, how is there possibly 102 Nirvana songs? And the question, the answer to that question is, there fucking isn't. Because they rank every single song, including every bootleg and including everything they put out on that last like compilation, which was all songs that they, of them just playing in a fucking basement and shit. Oh, really? Like, I, I went through this list and... How do you even rank that? Right. Yeah. Uh. The that first, sucks. the first, the number uh, one hundred two is a fucking joke Led Zeppelin cover that they did once that ended up, you know, like they go through all that shit. Ugh. The actual montage of Heck, the the ta- the thirty minute tape that Kurt Cobain put together, yeah, yeah. is on that. You know, Ugh. like they just go out of their way. What they should have done is taken um, all three studio albums, maybe Incesticide. Yeah, oh, right. so let's say four. Yeah, rank, I would count and Yeah, me too. And uh, and then rank them. So so for time's sake and also for just because it's stupid, we're not going to go through all one or two, obviously. I would assume that the top, let's just round it to to uh, 45, is three albums, right? Or you would albums. assume that, but but uh, it's not. Uh, well, okay. okay. Well, you know, here's another thing at play here that uh, that bothers me. Is that people um, really consider Nirvana Unplugged to be a Nirvana album? And here's the thing: oh, yeah, yeah. it's a it's a great performance. Don't get me wrong. I fucking I I was at a uh, my middle school fucking band performance the night that it came on, and I made my dad make me leave early so I could go home and watch it. <laughs> I fucking as soon as I got done with my clarinet solo, I fucking bailed to go home and watch it. <laughs> Believe me, I fucking love the performance, and I know that album sold through the roof. Yeah. But I don't consider that a Nirvana album. It's kind of like a fucking novelty thing, yeah. right? Okay. So what do you want to do? Top 10 or top 20? We could burn through them. Uh, well, it, I don't know. Because I want to know where certain songs are on the list. But what if they're not in the top 10? Well, do you have... Okay, this is the thing. Do you, do you have songs that... Let's just say your top five. Do you, could you right now put together your top five Nirvana songs? Uh, it would probably be t- it would probably be tough because I'd have to think about it. But okay, if I was gonna do it real quick, I could give you five. No, 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 no. Let's let, here's what we'll do. We'll go through them and you tell me if you agree or not. Okay. If they should even be in this stratosphere, you see what I'm saying? I got gotcha. you. All right. So number twenty. Okay. Dumb. Dumb. Yeah. I, it's a great song, but I mean, I could think of twenty Nirvana songs better than Dumb. <laughs> and also, <laughs> you know? probably my least favorite song on In Utero. <laughs> on In Utero. Yeah. Uh. 
Yeah, besides all apologies. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Number 19, and I'll, I'll take this one. I could agree. With, I could probably even put this higher, but uh, Territorial Pissings. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, that's a goodie. Yeah, great one. Uh, number 18, Love Buzz, the cover song from Bleach. Uh, cover songs shouldn't even count. Well, they do, my friend. And, and that was like their first single, too. It was their first single. Yeah. It was on that blue CD. Yeah. Uh, our friend Mark loves it. I, you know what? I'll give it to him. However, I'm going to say probably my least favorite song on Bleach. Uh, no, my least favorite song on Bleach, which I'm sure is higher on this, is... Uh, what's the other one that uh, uh, everyone loves? Cheese. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, uh, no uh, school or... No, school, school is the best. Uh, anyway, let's keep going. I, I can't see you. Oh, bad girl, bad yeah, girl. Yeah. Anyway, number 17, Come As You Are. I fucking hate that song. That's my least favorite Nirvana song. <laughs> ever? Down. Hands down. Like, the worst Nirvana song ever. That is The Bruise to me. So, like, uh, so, you know, uh, No Effects has that song, The Bruise. Yeah. And I can't stand that song because it's, it. number one, it doesn't really sound like a No Effects song. Number two, everybody loves it so much and they, they want to hear it all the time. And I'm like, why? It's not that good of a song. Come As You Are is kind of that song for me. I just fucking hate that song. Everything about it. I don't, I don't hate it. Uh, I also don't fucking, um, I don't love it. It's just a weak song to me. There's no, there's nothing to yeah. it, you know? It's like, just because the, he's using a chorus pedal that <laughs> that gives it flavor. No, it sucks. Uh, yeah, you're right. I, I definitely would not put that in the top 20. Okay, number 16. Now we're getting to, and I would probably put this higher, and you mentioned it before, School. School. Fucking love that song. Yeah. No resales! <laughs> No resales. It's a fucking great song. Um, okay. See, I mean, as far as Bleach goes, I could think of much better songs off Bleach. Okay. You What's know? your favorite song off of Bleach? Uh, probably Blue. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. School might be my favorite, but the next one, number 15, is a, is a runner-up as well, and that's Negative Creep. Uh, that's a goodie, yeah. yeah. Um... Man, they're, well, they're really shitting all over in utero, huh? We still have 14 to go, my friend. Oh, okay. Number 14. Ah. Speak of shit. It'll fly right at you. Serve the servants. Serve servants. I know okay. that's a favorite of yours. Yeah, it's a goodie. Uh, I enjoy that as well. Number 13. All Apologies. Fuck. Now, here, I'm going to disagree with you. I think All Apologies is a really good song. Really? Out of all the songs that Nirvana was like their hits on the radio, I think that might be the best one. Of their um, radio hits? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Great song. Uh, I don't know. Love that song. Mm. And a great ending song of an album. I think that yeah, really wraps that album yeah, up really that's, well. Yeah, it's cool. But I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Number 12, another radio hit, Heart Shaped Box. That's a good ass song. Good song. Really great good video. Song. Yeah. Uh, where he's laying in a field and smoke's billing over him, not drug smoke. <laughs> drug smoke. Not drug smoke is billing over <laughs> laying him. Laying in a poppy field, smoking narcotics. Uh, but yeah, I think we can agree on that. Number 11. Also off in utero, Penny Royalty. Oh, I love it. Now, look, best song ever written about something to, to cause an abortion in women? Yes. Best song on in utero and better than uh, the two other songs that they just put on in utero? Don't know about that. but Definitely not better than Heart Shaped Box, but, you know, it's up there. I, yeah, I, all right. It's just so powerful. All right, so now here is where I have a problem. And I get why they did it. This is number 10, so now we're, to- we're breaking into the top Another spot. cover song. Number ten Horseshit. is "Where Did You Sleep Last Night." Ugh. The uh, the cover the, the the probably their most famous cover because it was a big. Now look, I get it. When I watch 
that performance, I, that's probably the, the the shining light of that performance. Kurt puts all his all into it. Yeah, they, they, they swing on it. He he hits he hits that big scream at the end. It's a great performance. I'm not saying that I don't like it. However, it's not their fucking song. No. Um, and they wrote three albums, four albums w- w- worth of really really good music. And to put that at number ten, just because of the popularity. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what it me. is. Okay, moving on. Number nine. I'm gonna agree with this one. Uh, and you know what? I would actually put this kind of probably right here. Yeah, is drain you yeah. off of uh, one of the highlights of Nevermind. Yeah, absolutely. Good pick. Good pick. Okay, we agree on that one. Mm-hmm. Number eight. I totally disagree with this. What did that say? About a girl. Oh God. Uh, I get it. It was again one of their early hits. Everybody really liked it, but uh, they're just that song does nothing for me. Even they the acoustic have so version. So much better music right. than this. If you listen, even if you listen to Bleach, there's so much going on in an album, and then all of a sudden you have to deal with G G G or yeah. an E. and it's whatever. acoustic, isn't it, on that song? No, they play it because, and then he does that. Now that being said, we did play that song when we were 13 years old. Yeah, we did. Number seven, I will agree with this just because uh, of the 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 weight out there, and it is it's probably my favorite hit off of Nevermind is Lithium. What do you think about that? Uh, that's good, but what, what number is it? Number seven. <clears throat> that's a little too. I mean, as far as Nirvana's popular, their, their popular, their hits. You know what I mean? It it is where it should be, but I don't think I think there's way better music than Lithium for seven songs. So you want to put Lithium in your top ten? At all. Uh, see, I would have to write it all out. Because <laughs> lithium, yeah, it's up there. I mean, lithium, it kind of deserves to be there. You know now, I mean? actually, now that I'm thinking about it, um, another time where young RTG tried to convince me that a song is about drugs. Lithium? Yeah. and you, It's a name after a drug. No, I know. I know it is. But you, but you told me that he's, <laughs> what he was saying was, I'm not coming crack because that's what crack- he does say that. No, he says I'm not gonna crack on the on the uh, MTV awards. He says it. <laughs> you still stick with your craziness. Why know MTV what? I, it's fucking. It's commendable the fact that you're still sticking with your nuttiness that you're wrong about when you were 12 <laughs> years you, old. Thank you. But you're wrong. Um, number six. Look at those poppy plants right there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> number six. Dive, 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 dive with me. I like it too. Don't know if it'd be in my top ten though. Uh, number five. Now here's the thing. I know that me and you both really enjoy this song. I don't know what that says. I, I'm going to tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I know me and you both really enjoy this song. But I do not think that this should be in the top five of Nirvana songs. Something in the way. Oh man, weird. Kurt Cobain's opus about living under a bridge. Um, I think it's a great song. I think it was a great choice to end that album. Yeah. The the, the biggest and cleanest and most produced of their albums. Uh, strips all the way down at the end and it real, this real heartfelt song about, you know, that whole thing. Um, but again, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with it. This is an odd list. Number four, Breed. No. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Not my it's favorite. It's a powerful jam, but you know how I feel about Nevermind. Yeah, I get it. I just, I don't know. Uh, now this, this is also fucking nuts. And I think, and here's the thing: we got to remember that we're. Oh, de- I know what that. We're says. dealing with Rolling Stone here. Yeah, that's so, why. Yeah, right. 
But uh, number three, and I'm sure any Nirvana fan out there is going to disagree with this, yeah. is Sliver. Yeah. Sliver was a joke song that they wrote. It's not even say, a, it's, it's like a cartoon, like a show tune. It's not even a serious song. And they fucking, they even shot a video to kind of make fun of it. You know, like, uh, and, and look, it's a great song. I don't fucking dislike the song. I don't turn it off when it comes on or everything. But to act like Sliver, Grandma Take Me Home, Grandma Take Me Home <laughs> yeah. is number three. You know what I would like to see in number three? Uh, to be completely honest with you. Fucking milk it. Uh, well, yeah, milk it doesn't get the. Of course, that's not going to get the shit it I deserves. Know. And if you guys want to see this whole, if you're so into this that you would like to see this whole thing, it's on RollingStone.com. Um, you know what I would like to see in number three? If they're going to pick a, a, a nutty song that was supposed to be a B-side or maybe not released, it was fucking uh, Verse, Chorus, Verse. Oh, and yeah. if you save yourself. Or I hate oh, myself well. and I want to die. Yeah. <laughs> Do goods. We're in the laundry room. That's a fucking great song. I love that No Alternatives sound. Oh, me too. Was that a soundtrack? What was that? No, it was a No Alternative was a compilation they made to, in the benefit. Uh, the proceeds went to uh, AIDS. Oh, okay. And that was the whole thing. Is they're saying there's No Alternative, and I also love that fucking album. The Matthew Sweet song on there. Uh, the um, what well, Matthew Sweet song is it? Super deformed. Yeah, super I love deformed. That song. Yeah, love that. Song. Um, and and fucking they do the live on that album. They do a live version of the Breeders doing Iris, which is one of my favorite oh, yeah, fucking yeah. things. When Iris sleeps over, Breeders what a awesome. book she. Oh, the Breeders were insanely awesome. Okay, moving on. Now we're down to the top two here. Number two. Yeah. In bloom. I feel like they're putting these songs on the list where they are on their their track listings. Right, and they are. <laughs> I know. And I, well, it, but also, I guess In Bloom probably arguably is this, the second biggest Nirvana song. Do you think? Uh, okay, out of all the Nirvana songs that were on the radio, not the ones that we love, but the ones that were on the radio. Yeah. I mean. What's the, what's the biggest? Yeah. I guess uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Right? Which is number one. Or Smells yeah. Like Teen And yeah, I get it. You're, you, you have to put Smells Like Teen Spirit as number one. I I do love that song. Like you kind of you kind of uh, pull away from it because it's been so oversaturated in your life that you're like, all right, you know, like or even if you're listening to Nevermind, you might be inclined to skip that one just because it, it's so intrusive yeah. and everything. But in the long run, I uh, think I skip all the way to Lounge Act. Lounge Act is my favorite song. On, <laughs> That's and, the and only Nevermind. song I play on. Nevermind. Ne- Lounge Act is an amazing song. Uh, you brought up Milk It, Very Ape, uh, yeah. fucking... Radio-friendly unit shifter. Right. Yeah, there's so many, so many ones. Francis Farmer about. will have a revenge. One of my favorite songs Love ever that written. Song. That's what I'm saying. Like, the... Yeah. I don't know what the fuck Look, whenever, whenever uh, somebody does a list, it's never going to be... Especially if it's something you like, it's never you're never yeah. going to agree with especially it. Especially if it's going to be Rolling Stone yeah, magazine. R- right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I figured I brought that up because it's something that we talk about all the time. Um, there was a couple on there that I give it to him, but there's mm. there's so many more. I definitely do not agree with having anything off of unplugged in the top ten. Right, it, it's not you know, especially on, not only unplugged but fucking cover songs. Like uh-huh. cover songs don't even belong on the fucking list, you know, because it's not a Nirvana song. Period. Yeah, right. I mean, I would like to know where it did. Milk it even make it to the top? Oh, it's all their songs. Right? It's a, yeah, Milk it's on there. I want to know. They probably that they probably like, oh that song sucked. It's one nineteen. They probably think that's like one of their worst songs when it's like fucking genius. I would have to. Uh, well, you know, I could probably do some research while we move on to the next topic. I want to know. I want to know now. Can I want to know. Just search it. No, 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 no. Nah, it doesn't work that way. I'll try to look. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I was talking about something before we started. You know, I'm good we were talking music. Oh, you got it? No. Go uh, on. Um, because. Uh, Lounge Act number 41, by the way. Insanity. Way too low. Insanity. Way too low. Number 40, Radio Friendly Unit Shifter. Way too low. Way, way too, too low. low. All right, keep going. And wait, what's that? Even in his youth, off of uh, that, that single that they did. Yeah, I like that song. Yeah, not bad. And what about D Major 7? Remember that song? That was a goodie. Yeah, I'm sure that's up there. We're not going through all this. Move on. Let's yeah, move on. Okay. Let's move on. Well, I don't know. I've been watching that show Vinyl, um, because as a music lover, how could you not? And it started off really slow, and it's disappointing a lot of people because it's, you know, it's taking real-life you know, music icons and putting them in, like, you know fake situations or you know yeah i heard nothing but bad reviews about it right that's what people were saying but you have to you have to you have to look at it in your own way you kind of have to you know it's going to be an individual thing you know wait i'm sorry what song am i looking for here milk it oh, okay um by the way francis farmer will have a revenge on seattle number 25 god damn okay keep going i i think wait a minute are, are your numbers going down there i'm moving up moving on up so the numbers Two are getting the side. Yeah. Uh, okay. I was going to say, because if your numbers are going down, Milk is not even going to be in the top 30. <laughs> you know? Well, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. okay. All right. So keep going. But, um, yeah. So, you know, they're taking real life, you know, music icons and putting them into, uh, you know, fictitious situations. And, you know, people are going to feel certain ways about that. And it is kind of corny. You get that corny feel. But, you know, it's cool, you know, if you take real life situations and you put that story behind it like what if this did happen you know how do we know that there wasn't someone out there that this happened to we don't know that you know what i mean so it's just cool to think that that you know shit like that happens plus they're showing you you know how music evolved is it perfectly chronologically correct no it isn't they're trying to mush a lot of shit into a fucking one hour tv show so you're defending this yeah okay yeah i am i'm sorry ding 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 milk it Number 43. Holy shit. Yeah, way too low. Yeah. Way too low. Okay. So that means Very Ape isn't even on that fucking list. Well, it's got to <laughs> be because there's, there's Led Zeppelin covers, so it's yeah. in there somewhere. But we're done with the Nirvana for now. So All go right. ahead. Now I have my attention. All right. But um, yeah, but I just think, you know, if they were going to choose any time frame to make a TV show about music, they fucking hit it right on the head with, you know, the New York 70s thing. But from what, and now I haven't seen it. But from what I hear is that it's so false and just not like uh, like music is being played in times like where the album wasn't even out yet. And 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 uh, other band and other like things that they're trying to say happened didn't happen, like a club collapsing while bands playing that right. never happened. Right. Yeah, that never um, happened. But, the, but there's a lot of things that never happened that they, you know, that are in the show. Yeah. But it's not like they're trying to say that it did. Okay. You know, it's a it's a story. It's not it's not supposed like yeah, they're using real life musicians. You right. know, but they're not saying that it's not trying to be a biography about anybody. You know, it's almost like you know, if I was going to make a story about, you know, a summer that I spent in Seattle and I just tell people that I bumped into Kurt Cobain and we went and smoked a joint together. 
didn't really happen. Yeah, okay. But it would be a cool story. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I think the thing the thing with me was, and I was kind of excited for that show at the start, and then once I started hearing the reviews, I didn't even watch it, was that the two producers on that show were Mick Jagger and Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. And if anybody knows anything about doing coke in the 70s in New York, it's fucking Mick Jagger and fucking Martin Scorsese. And from what I hear is that they just don't even get it right. You know? I, I, I didn't... You know, they like I said, the chronological order thing isn't right. Yeah, okay. They try and squeeze in a lot of things into like an hour show, like right. I said, you know, but I think it's done really well. And like you mentioned the club collapsing, like yeah, that never happened, but it, it has And who was to supposed to be in there? The Dolls or something? Like The Dolls were playing, yeah. Yeah, right. And, but it's know, never they, happened. They, they, the club never collapsed in the New York Dolls. Right. And they were playing a New York Dolls song during the collapse. And yeah, that never happened, but it's a cool it's a cool thing to happen for a TV show. Okay. You know so you I mean? like it. You're you're going against the trend yeah. and you're saying to watch uh vinyl. Yeah, because the thing about um the celebrities that they do throw in the TV show is that you're not following the celebrities. You're not following like the artists. You're just following this guy who owns a record label that's fucking sinking mm-hmm. and he's trying to sign new acts and in his travelings going to clubs to see new bands, you'll see like, you know, the start of fucking um the New York Dolls, you right. know what I mean? Or uh, it's pretty punk heavy from what I from what I hear, right? It's punk heavy, but then like you know, his wife goes to a club and Bob Marley and Peter Tosh are playing, and then uh, there's a lot of mainstream stream artists, and then um, like uh, like another cool part, um, the dude's like hanging out in Harlem, and this kid's like spinning records, like listening to all different funky records, uh-huh. and an older guy's like, you know. Let a, let a song play. Stop skipping. You know, he's like scratching records for the first time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they kind of show like the rise of hip hop from funk. And who was that supposed to be? Was that supposed, oh, to, be not supposed to be anybody? Oh, okay. It's just supposed right. to be a dude. Yeah. You know, maybe you in your mind you can interpret it to be somebody. Right. But it, they, don't, they don't say like this is this person. KRS one. Or yeah. Something they like. don't say it's supposed to be anybody. You uh-huh. know? Um, okay. Know, there's a lot of different shit. I just think it's, I think it's really cool. Just the way they introduce and show how the time was, you know, that era, you know. See, the thing that the thing that, that I am um, the, the reason that I'm hesitant to start watching the show is because there is no era in the history of the United States that I that I long for more than the New York in the mid to late 70s. If I if I had a time, if you were to bring me a time machine right now and say, where do you want to go and experience it? It would be New York City. In the mid to late 70s. I wish I was born in 1955 so I could be like 20, 21 years old, 74, 75, 76, 77, into the early 80s and be there for all that stuff. I mean, as a music fan and all that, that is the time that I study the most. I've read all the books about it. I know all the bands by heart. You know, like I just fucking obsess about that time. So maybe like maybe if I knew it was going to be a little bit more of like a creative license of that era, maybe I'd be able to go into it. But like, I think if I started watching that show thinking that there was going to be an accurate depiction of that point in time, especially if they're bringing in the punk shit, like the fucking uh, CBGBs and Max's Kansas City and all that shit, I, I think I would have immediately turned it off because from what I hear, it's just so far fucking out there, you know? It's a little out there, but you know, you just have to, you have to look at it as it's not a biography or yeah, okay. you know, it's not supposed to really depict that much of true life. They're just using real life characters 
and just showing it. And it's supposed to be the early 70s. It's not really supposed to be the late 70s. But if you, if you were able to go back to that time frame, what scene do you think you'd like be a part of? Would you be a part of the punk? I know punk I rocks? would be. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. I would, I would want to be at CBGB's watching television, watching the Ramones, watching the Talking Heads, watching fucking uh, the Voivoids, watching Richard Hell, watching all, those, all that shit, fucking doing coke on the fucking horrible toilet in the fucking back and, you know, at Max's Kansas City hanging out with fucking, you know, uh, Wayne County and it, it, the whole fucking thing. I love the whole thing. You know, there's nothing... There's nothing about that scene that uh, that doesn't I don't fucking want to be a part of. Yeah, but now you're. I think I'd be at either Studio Fifty Four. <laughs> well, okay, all right. No, that's that's a valuable. That, I mean, that's a valid argument because to to say that I'd be a part of the punk scene, it's just because I've been a punk rocker my whole life, and that's music that I. That's like my my beginning that I fucking like. You know, that's the big bang for me is when that shit happened. Mm. But. I also respect the disco scene of that era and the fucking soul scene of that era. Yeah. Like like that that I love that soul shit. Yeah. Man. Like I don't know why this is like really fucking weird, but even though it was a big fucking pile of garbage, there's something intriguing to me about fucking Harlem in the late 70s. Okay. Why? I don't know. Maybe it's just fascinating to me that there so much fucking crime can happen in America. And yeah. A place in America becomes so shitty. I don't know. Right. No. It's, yeah, I get it's it. Almost, it was almost like a fucking war zone. See, we weren't there. Um, our first taste of Manhattan started in the early 90s, right? Or, the, you know, early to mid 90s when we were like 13, 14 years I guess, old. Because I can't really remember when is, I was young. Yeah, is yeah. when we started going in there. And, and, and even then, it was, a, it was a different city than it is now. now oh, absolutely. Now it's just a big mall. Yeah. Back then, it was still like kind of dangerous. Sort but, of. but, you know, I know some people that, that were around in there. My friend Ron who I love and adore, uh, was a bass player, moved from Chicago to New York in, in, like this, in the early 70s. He was in his 20s. He worked at Trash and Vaudeville on St. Mark's throughout uh-huh, yeah. all the 70s. They just closed that fucking... They moved it, yeah. Oh, they moved it? He did, fucking, he did like fucking coke with John Belushi, fucking was at every Max's Kansas City and CBGB show. Like He lived the whole fucking thing. Damn. And, uh, and I got to hang out with this guy a lot in the last four years. And I would just sit there and be like, dude, just tell me stories. Just tell me. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. And he would tell me stories. And I would sit there like a little kid with like my hand on my fucking thing, you know. Um, but, but he would also tell stories about Studio 54 and the disco scene. What a lot of people don't know, like especially the way that like punk rock blew up to be, especially like the second wave in the 90s and everything, yeah. is like everyone's like, oh, we're punk and that's it. That's not the way it was back then. Like, it, it, like there was that divide. But there was a lot of uh, overlap between between the punk kids and the disco kids because there everyone was doing coke and fucking getting fucked up. Yeah, you know. Um, so it wasn't this big thing of where like, oh, I hate this person, I hate this person. It was more of a bunch of poor creative people were able to live in the in the in one of the craziest cities in the world and fucking and for basically no rent and create and be artists you also had i mean it was at the tail end of it but you also had the whole factory scene with andy warhol and basquiat and the velvet underground and all that stuff just fucking overlapping creatively just created one of the biggest pockets of creativity and i'll gladly gladly include disco into that i don't i don't disc i don't you know if you you listen to pop music now or a lot of hip-hop that shit comes from disco you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. so i would i don't know i I, like i i I 
think that I would be back there fucking, um, you know, with my hair spiked up and fucking eyeliner and going to CBGB's. But I also might be at Club 54 with a fucking silver shirt on and my fucking <laughs> hair popping out of the. I don't know. Hell yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just love that soul brother shit. Like, I've been listening to a lot of James Brown lately. James Brown, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? I really like fucking soul brother number one. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's the thing is Manhattan used to be a fucking place and we missed it, know. you know, and but to be honest with you, our our New York City when we were in our early teens was a kind of fucking cool kind of place too. Cool. Yeah. Now it's it's just a completely different thing. I it's know. just a fucking completely different thing. It's depressing. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to you have to be one of these Wall Street assholes to fucking be able to afford to even live there. And then, you know, Brooklyn became the scene, and now that's even impossible to live in. And, yeah. you know, in the last five years that I was working in Manhattan, I can't tell you how many people I know moved from Manhattan from, like, Ohio and Kansas and shit and all these just, like, fucking young white kids, and they moved into Harlem. Yeah. And they would be like, I live in Harlem. I'd be like, you live where? Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, I live in Harlem. Well, don't they call, like, a section of Harlem now Washington Heights or something? Well, yeah, that's you're that's right. Like, that's up there. That's yeah. always, yeah, it's always yeah. been up there. But, but now, that's what I'm saying, even Harlem now is been gentrified yeah and it just gets more and more expensive and in the radius keeps going out and out and out and out you know and it just it sucks uh because manhattan used to be a place where artists used to be able to go and create and yeah sure a lot of people got robbed some people got fucking killed but that's new york baby right exactly (laughs) you know and and that just uh that just fucking goes to prove what i've always been saying and i'm sure i've said it a million times on this because i sound like a broken record is the one the worst thing in this world that we do as a human race as a society is give up our fucking freedom for safety for yeah. the illusion of safety yeah and 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 it shows in all of our major cities everywhere it sucks. yeah it sucks yeah. I, I I like that whole feeling of going down the wrong alley yeah right exactly <laughs> you know? it was dangerous and because of that people lived more yeah you know they they it was more exciting they like yeah. Like, maybe you couldn't fucking go into Harlem like you can now or fucking Bushwick like you can now. And there's artisanal fucking stupid shit there. But uh, and I'm sure that's nice and everything. But at the same time, people were able to create for a living and still be able to pay rent. Yeah. You know, like shit like that. It wasn't TD Bank, Wells Fargo Bank, TD Bank, Wells Fargo Bank, every fucking store as you walk down the fucking thing. You know, it wasn't any of that. It was yeah, it was run down. There was graffiti all over the place. It was there was violence, but there was also a giant fucking bubble of creativity that made some of the greatest music that we'll ever hear in our life from that I time. Know. I'm really depressed. There's a reason that David Bowie fucking went to New York City. You know, like the, the, this dude, he didn't have to go to fucking New York City. He was like, "This is where everything's happening. I'm going there." I'm meeting these fucking people and I'm going to be a part of this, you know, like like people from all over the world went to New York City because it was dangerous. It was real and it was creative. Yeah. And I doubt that we're ever going to have that again. Nah, absolutely not. A lot of my musician friends that I know, not a lot, but some that I know that are like kind of touring musicians or or, or working music in that uh, respect, they've all moved to Detroit. Because that's what Detroit is right now. Yeah. You know, uh, because it's so run down and you could just get your apartments for literally nothing. Yeah. That's kind of the, the hub. You know, if I wasn't so fucking old, I might think about fucking going there. <laughs> just grabbing a fucking guitar, go there, join a band, live for fucking $200 a month and, you know. Right. Fuck it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, to be honest with you, RTG, I don't know if I'm going to watch vinyl, but. Eh, there's only 
two episodes left. Okay. Well, you give me the. You could give us on this show the vinyl report and let us know. Okay. How good it goes. All right. Last right. episode was really good. Last okay. Episode. Doesn't Andrew Dice Clay get killed in the first episode? Oh yeah, he's dead. He's dead, <laughs> but his spirit lives on because they're still investigating it. I miss your taste and your anyway, we gotta change that song. <laughs> oh fuck no! <laughs> one thing stays it's this. <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening to the Awkward Hi-Fi Podcast. If you're so inclined, go into iTunes and leave a written review for us. It could be good, it could be bad, we don't give a shit, just leave, leave a written review. Uh, it helps us out, um, and uh, once we have a hundred of them, we're going to throw a big party and you're invited. And all this shit's going to go down. I'm going to eat balut, Richie's going to eat a fit goldfish, uh, we're going to get some girls with big bushes up there, uh, whatever the hell goes on in that. Follow us on Twitter. We're on Facebook, Instagram. Um, and on Friday, we find out how fucking crazy we are. Yeah, and join us in a, in a couple days from now when we find out if uh, who's a psychopath, who's a sociopath, who's a drug addict, who's an OCD maniac. Although I think we both know all that already. <laughs> and uh, yeah, anyway, we'll see you in a few short days. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.